Hello everybody, this is Ian along and I'm tagging you along right now. Another speaker we have or another guest we have today. Uh, but before that, I'm in my, in my living room seeing the sunlight and birds chirping, garbage truck rolling. <laughs> and uh, today we have a we have a guest who is so dear to me and because he acts like my other conscience and oh. at the same time he is an adopter evaluator and he is one of those people whom you can count on when it comes to authenticity ladies and gentlemen third katayok Hello everyone, good morning, and hope you're okay with uh, lockdown. How are you, Ian? Yes, I feel great. I just ate my blue cheese. I just ate my blue oh. cheese and with coffee. And Amy's with me, my wife is with me. She's beside the couch right now. And uh, how about you, Third? I had carbonara. <laughs> How early to have carbonara? It's it's been two it's a two day old carbonara, but um, it still tastes good because I was the one who cooked it, so it must taste good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I know your taste, but and I really, I can really count on that. Speaking of counting on, um, what is your earliest leadership journey? I'm sorry. What is the what is your earliest leadership journey? I guess my earliest um, leadership journey was when I was in grade school. You know, when you become a leader in a group, um, doing a task, and you have to make sure that you'll deliver an excellent output. Um, I think I was in grade three. And for the benefit of the audience, this is the thing that we need to be reminded time and time again that leadership is not just positional it's all it also has roles and third had mentioned he gets things done even at grade three and um, speak of which third uh, for the benefit of the audience the reason why i call him my other conscious is because he can say things that other people cannot mention and how how did you find out that you have this kind of uh, personality type? Um, when it comes to leadership, I was able to find it out when I was, when I know that I could really deliver what is expected of me together with the team, not just being by myself. So I, I think that's one of the reasons, uh, that's one of the key indicators that you are a leader when you don't just work for yourself but you are working for and with the team and um, hmm. then uh, you know that's uh, the i'm fascinated time and time again by the, the by your clear-cut answers and, and i emulate you on that by the way <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes yes uh, it's true and How do you sell yourself and, and at the same time show your firmness or quote-unquote toughness? 
how do you sorry um you're cutting out as uh, it's sorry sorry also how do you sell yourself and at the same time be firm about it be firm and uh, be tough about it how do i sell myself i don't really as- need to sell myself um because you know um like a product if if the product is good it doesn't have to to be sold or to be advertised um people have to see it as it is and if someone believes that that product is good enough then he would um recommend it to his friends and those friends who was who was able to try that product will also recommend it to others so that's how i see myself if someone believes in me then i don't need to sell myself to other people because those few people who believed in me have to tell those other people how they see me so i don't need to sell myself ah uh, so no? y- <laughs> <laughs> so you remind me of this uh famous words If you built it, they will come. Agree. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, there's not there's nothing wrong with it actually. There's nothing wrong with not selling yourself, but <laughs> establishing your credibility. Agree. Um, kindly, kindly uh, help us on. Kindly mention in words. How do you establish your credibility? How do you establish your credibility? Um, you know what, Ian? One, um, my three values as a person are integrity, passion, and excellence, and I really stick with those uh, with, with those values. And when when you are being faced in compromising situations, you would have to go back to those values for you to know what's really important and not. And so far. I have been in several situations where I where I would really have to look go back to those key values that I have and I think that is something that really makes me a credible person because I was able to deliver whatever I have with much integrity with much excellence and with much passion and of course I don't believe in fake news and that's where people would really believe in my um, credibility <laughs> Excellent. No? When you see, uh, for the benefit of the listeners, what he mentioned is what you call core values. Uh, as a leader, we need core val- values, and we need those core values to be identified. Meaning, we like in the case of third, like in the case of third, he already identified to himself what are his core values. For the benefit of the listeners, third. Why is it that core values is important? I mean, why is it that identification of what of one one's own core values is important in leadership? It is important because those core values will anchor you on on something that you believed in. Um, for example, companies. If you would apply in companies, one of the things that you would really have to look for. Are its core values. If it doesn't have core values, then the vision and its mission wouldn't be able to be realized because they don't have any core values to begin with. That is your foundation as a person, as in a company, and as a company. So you you need to believe. You need to identify what things you believe in and what would anchor you as a person. Because no matter where you go. 
those core values would remind you of your identity and your authenticity as a person. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, be- I very much agree with you. Now, if if I mention to you that there are at least three people who have been my guests who, in one way or the other, been your protégés, Kylie Pandapatan, Janavabe, uh, Veronica Bayani, and Marvin Evangelista. What do you say about it? What do you mean? Um, what can I say about their growth or their... What can you say that those people that I put in had been... Okay, let me replace that. What can you say when those aforementioned people have brought in positive information to the listeners of this podcast? What can you say about it? And they're under you, one way or the other. I'm really proud of what they've become. Of course, I don't get the credit because I wasn't able to really mentor them 100%. But I'm really proud of what what they've become. Um, I've seen them, how they started with... Because I've known them all in Toastmasters and I've seen them how they started. And I've, and I've seen them grow as leaders and as speakers. And I'm mighty, I'm mighty proud of what they have become. Yes, and so and I'm also very happy to be acquainted with them in one form or yes. the other. I'm very yes, for example, um, Marion, he started with um, someone. I, I really know that he is a good um, that he is a good speaker because he has been a debater, and he, he said that on day one when he guested with Toastmasters. But it's a revelation that um, he has already led the club he has already led the area and he has um, done things excellently as a leader and as a speaker for for Nikki and Janelle they started out as someone very timid um, for, for I, I didn't know that Nikki was that competitive and that eager to really grow as a speaker and as a leader but now um as I see her, she's really someone who's like a tiger who really wants to devour someone, and and, and she's ready to do it. And she she's she really means business. For Janelle, I saw her as someone very quiet as she started, but n- now um, she has already helped create bills and have them passed. She's a evening scholar, evening graduate, and um, for Kylie. I, I've been um, a club coach in one Toastmasters club in Ateneo. I saw her um, from someone also very kind of shy, but look at her now. She's leading the division and even part of the, of the team that made a very successful online contest. Very smooth sailing. And I, I should say I'm really proud of them and I wasn't able to mentor them so I, I don't get the credit of their growth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Toastmasters, uh, uh, the, the reason why I'm greening here on the podcast episode is because uh, 
if it's okay with you, Thirdy, he is Thirdy somewhat of a semi-controversial figure in Toastmasters. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you come up with that kind of reputation, Third? Because I always speak my mind. I'm not... I, I couldn't make a good politician out of myself. And that's the reason that Um, despite my good looks, I couldn't enter show business <laughs> because I'm too honest and I'm too frank. So whenever I don't like something, I really have to speak it out. Otherwise, um, that will just be left in oblivion. And I don't want, I really want things to change. And that is why I speak out. You know, uh, I'm not the type who just complains in the background. I'd rather say it for you to improve on it instead of just talking behind your back. And that is actually, actually that is the funny thing about the word controversial. It's because in when people begin to speak their mind and put, and they they just want growth, they become controversial. When in fact, if a person is really well intended in an organization, he as a sign of concern, he needs to speak out. Precisely, because, you know, um, you can't really please everyone. That, that's one thing that one should remember. So if someone always tells you that you're good, how can you grow? And the, the problem with a lot of people is that we're so onion-skinned, we're ultra-sensitive, that whenever someone tells you that you're wrong, that you need to do something on it, that person is also being considered as an antagonist, a contrabida in your life, which is... A wrong mindset. Yes, it's a wrong mindset. And speaking of further period, mind if I put this to the next level? Because the recently the organization organizations, including Toastmasters, had been going online. And for the benefit <laughs> of the listeners, Toastmasters need uh, Toastmasters annually have international contests. And in line with this. Third is one of those people who <laughs> is outspoken about it. Uh, kindly share it without. Uh, kindly share it if it's okay with you. Okay. Um. So yeah, Toastmasters is conducting annual contests for international speech, wherein we we send a contestant to the international arena. We also have the evaluation, impromptu and and humorous speech contests. which are done nationally and normally for speech contests we have to do to see them on stage but because of this lockdown we have to do things online now as a as a perennial contestant i know how difficult it is to be mentally preparing because you know um you have to you have to write your speech rehearse it, rewrite it, re-rehearse it at different levels. So that itself entails a lot of time and effort for you to do it. You also have to think of how you would look. So you'd have to consider what clothes to wear during the contest. Um, you know, you could already imagine the kind of stress and pressure that you would be experiencing with those preparations. But because of this online contest that it's being pushed, you have there is an additional burden that is put on your shoulders. 
Um, you have to look for the best equipment. You have to pray for the best and stable internet connection, which, which yes, is seldom yes, yes. here in this country. Um, you have to look for the best audio and video equipment. So that's your pressure times 10 because, you know, it's difficult to get these resources at this time because stores are closed. And whenever you do order it from Lazada it will take weeks for you to receive it so I don't I don't see the reason why it's going to be pushed because after all one of the one of the values again of Toastmasters is excellence and for you not to deliver though that an excellent presentation online is really very frustrating uh... um, I, I really I really Um, advised and encouraged the district to at least postpone it until everything else is normalized. So I don't see the reason why we're really rushing for it. <laughs> Parang ano, it, it's just everything is half baked. Yes. Yeah, yes. we're doing something new from it, but we can't deliver really excellent output, and it's frustrating. Ah uh, yes. Um, even uh, even. Even I am I'm an early adapter of Zoom technology as Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. I'm an early adapter of Zoom technology, and and somehow I agree with your point on that, and that's why we are you are we are controversial right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, and now good luck to me. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Oh, by the way, poached egg. Do you want it third? <laughs> oh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, Amy created a uh, poached egg. <laughs> you know, I don't eat egg yolk, right? So. Oh, does it uh, does it reminds you of yourself? I'm just kidding. Humpty <laughs> Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're just humbly because Third and I have been have known each other since 2014, and at, for the benefit of the listeners, when I first saw him, because I was late at the, the meeting, he has that glaring look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know I hate hard people. <laughs> yes. Okay. Speak. Uh, which leads me. Uh, uh, aside from tardiness, what are your main pet peeves? <laughs> main, you know. <laughs> Bad grammar. Um, no. Um, I'm really allergic to stupid people. You know, people who really don't think. <laughs> yes. Uh, and. Those who settle with mediocrity, I really can't get mediocrity. Um, because you know, um, you're only given that you're, you're only as good as your last performance or your last output. You have to deliver um, what you expect, what you really could do best. So if if you're giving me rubbish, that's unacceptable. Hey, the big. That's the thing that people do not understand with uh, people whose intent is just for the best out of that person. And uh, third is one of those people who want who just wanted the best out of you. And uh, um, speaking of uh, 
Uh, I, I got I got stopped 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 there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's a bit because uh, this is one of the I, I mean in the history of my podcast, this is what this is somehow one of the the clear cut, the most clear cut and most uh, straightforward uh, episodes ever. <laughs> 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 But mind you, uh, listeners, if you notice. Third is not being offensive despite being straightforward. Why is that so? He belongs to Toastmasters. <laughs> Promotion, Dano. <laughs> Promotion, Dano. <laughs> to be Simon Cowell when I talk. So, thanks to Toastmasters evaluation, <laughs> I got to really um, arrange my words properly. The, that's the thing. Eh? When I, uh, If I can share also to the listeners, the reason why People notice that I evaluate more on the positive, uh, positive, or the more more on the encouraging side rather than the ultra ultra feedback. Is because that's one of my goal is to become tactful. Because sometimes uh, I tend to be, especially when I'm in this mode, I tend to mention the words that I will regret later on. And thanks to those masters. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know that. The, 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 then, because of those masses, I'm reminded time and time again to keep myself constructive as possible. Agree. Yes. And um, uh, how about in outside your outside those masters? Uh, have you do you wear do you wear a different clothes of personality? Outside uh, those masses, like for example, you in your current uh, work. I'm the, I'm the same person at work, everywhere in the family. Oh, in the family, I'm I'm, I'm the very meek type, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but at work, I'm 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 the same crazy, frank and um, really blunt person. So whenever someone approaches me, I'm I'm the same. Unapproachable. I, I I flash the same unapproachable look, but they always expect me to um, deliver an excellent output, and I they also know that I expect that same output from them. Yeah, that you, you mentioned uh, in this interview. There is one word that pops out in this interview: expectations. Yeah, expectations. Because uh, I learned from you uh, six years ago. That you always mentioned that you need to set expectations. And in that interview, in this interview, you will notice if you are really listening. <laughs> if you, you will notice that the third mentioned expectations twice, although in different term. Uh, if you are listening yes. carefully, because As leaders, you have as you need to set an expectation. Like, for example, in third case, you need to get it. Uh, in, for example, in our case, I told third that I will have an interview. I will resume the interview on Monday. That's a form of expectation. And third, why is it important? Um. Expectations would really know. I mean, would would inform that person, of course, um, 
what you will be doing. I mean, it's just like in customer service. You have to set expectations for him not to expect more than that. Um, when, when I say about expectations, I remember my mom way back when I was, when I graduated from college and, you know, um, just as a background, I grew up being pushed and pressured by my mom to really be on top of the class always, which I failed to do because I'm too lazy to study. So when after graduating from college, I told her that I grew up being pressured and I didn't enjoy it because she she's really expecting a lot from me, which I couldn't deliver. But she told me that I'm only expecting that from you because I know that you can do it. So um, it's when I realized that when someone expects a lot from you, he believes that you can reach that level of excellence. So it's not about not deserting that person, but thanking that person that yes, he or she believes in you and that um, you not deserting him would mean that um, you also believe in yourself. So don't take expectations as a stress, um, a source of stress, but as a source of pressure because I believe that pressure is an excellent, uh, pressure is a privilege. Are you talking about your mom or are you talking about my mom? <laughs> We're talking about um, moms in general, I think. <laughs> anyway, that, this is the thing when you grew up with strong mothers. <laughs> yes. I think they're of Asian mothers who really expect a lot from their kids. <laughs> yes. And, um, Anyway, third, uh, your words before we end this podcast, uh, uh, words of encouragement and reminders to the listeners out there. Okay, um, first, know what your core values are as a person because that would make you authentic. Um, you would... You would live your life, you would die being remembered with those values. So that would serve as your legacy. And um, of course, pressure is a privilege. To whom much is given, much is expected. So live up to that pressure because being pressured to do something means that you are great, that you can achieve that level of greatness. So um, don't take it negatively. And of course, since today is Star Wars Day, may the 4th be with you. Nice. <laughs> may the 4th be with you. Again, thank you very much, Third. I hope you enjoyed this episode uh, today. And uh, I hope so too. Thank you, Ethan. My pleasure. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we realize today that expectations and pressure are not really a negative thing in leadership and also in life. Pressures are there and expectations are there simply because not only you have potential, but because you exist. Because if you if you are not being expected of something, if you are not being demanded of something, it is an implication that we don't exist to begin with. They agree. And also, even in physics, Ian, yes. I, I, let me just add with regard to pressure. Even in physics, um, pressure is equal to force over area. So in order for you to have that pressure um, a little lower, you have to you have to increase your area as a person. 
you know, because the force is always there. It can be constant because it comes from someone. Yeah. So you have to you have to increase the denominator in order for you not to feel the pressure that much. Yun lang. Okay. Thank you very much again, third, and thank you very much to the listeners out there. This is Ian along together. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you again, third, and together with third Katayok. Thank you very much for allowing yourselves to be tag along. Good day.